Hello and welcome to Primary Sources, a spin-off podcast of the Doctor Who Show. I'm Dave. And I'm Rob. And this is one of our inverse episodes where (laughs) we are turning the tables and Rob will be reacting to letters that I will be reading him and you know the format of the show. This is a podcast where I read some letters from back in the days of fandom, Mm -hmm. genuine primary sources, and Rob gets to react to them and go anywhere he likes and that's the fun of it. Getting some of my own medicine. Absolutely. So, (laughs) Rob will get straight into it. I have got, once again, a letter of the local fanzine Sonic Screwdriver. Yes. This is issue 97 from June 1996. Oh, wow. Okay. Are you ready for the first letter? I'm I'm ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) Dear Deep Thought, has Siegel Americanized Doctor Who? You Mm. bet he has. In fact, if you made changes, it could easily be turned into an X-Files episode. Same lighting, same direction. But is that a bad thing? No, I don't think so. To survive, it had to change. So change it has. It looks good, expensive for a change. Paul McGann makes an excellent Doctor, and it works really well. The show is not all good, though. The Doctor kissing is a bad idea that should have been scrapped because you can't change the Doctor's nature. Making the character half-human works, as I think it explains his liking of his Earth companions and humans in general. I hope they make a series, as I think it would work in its present format. Hopefully they will make some episodes in England to make it less American. After all, it was a British idea. Keep up the good work, Barry Packenham. Barry Packenham, you're, you're right on so many levels. I mean, it does have that US TV look, that canadian look and that that's very x-files obviously because they filmed in vancouver uh a lot of great shows are filmed up in vancouver actually now that i think of it even sci-fi shows i think they make um no i won't go down that rabbit hole and start naming other sci-fi shows but yes you know what i mean dave they have that that look and i always used to think it was an ntsc thing but they even have it in the modern era and i think how do they get this look it looks completely different to british television it's that filmed look in using buildings as studios. Right. Because it is such a, a very distinct look. So, yes, Barry, you're absolutely right about that. Did Doctor Who have to change? Probably. If it was to attract a wider audience, I think that's a very fair thing to do. He mentioned that you, you can't change the Doctor's nature about the kiss. And, and obviously, I'm on record on the Doctor Who show saying I'd, I'm not so much into the Doctor having romances, kissing, and all that stuff. And in 96, I was horrified at the Doctor doing this. I thought, oh, no, they've wrecked it. But I will say, you can't change the Doctor's nature. I think that's the whole point of regeneration. Different Doctors should be able to come out, you know, as romantic or introverted or, you know, any manner of ways of expressing themselves whether you know solo or with other people i don't see it as a problem in that sense that the doctor's kissy kissy but i don't like the doctor being kissy kissy so i'm sort of half with barry on in on in terms of kissing but in terms of the doctor can't change his nature no i think the doctor can change his nature or her nature in that respect yeah it's interesting to they mention the x-files there because that really was the phenomenon that Doctor Who was being judged against at the time, wasn't it? Oh, hell yes. 96. I mean, X-Files went white hot probably, what, about 93, 94? And so by 96, X-Files was just it's wallpaper. It's just everywhere. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to get people who are viewing that show to then tune into Doctor Who, you have to give them something that you know, gives them some sense of familiarity. Oh, of course. But it's interesting, though, because X-Files was a pretty gritty sort of show. And the, the TV movie is still quite... It's not childish, but it's 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 got that feel to it that it, I think if someone looking for a gritty show watched it, they'd be like, what the hell is this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> you've got Paul McGann jumping around like a manic sort of pixie. Uh, you've got Eric Roberts chewing the scenery. It's... Uh, I don't know how it would go. I, I would have liked to have seen it go to a series, I think. Even if it was a failed series, even if it was like Firefly and they cancelled it halfway through, at least so we had sort of some tangible... What would the weekly episodes have been like? You know, would would they have set a lot of them on Earth just to save some money on the budget? You know, because I know this one cost a bomb, but surely they weren't going to do that week to week. Surely. Who would the companion have been? Well, <laughs> would he have come back five minutes later and said, Oh, Grace... <laughs> That's right. Yes, you know, come come with me now, or, or or I don't I don't know how that would have worked. I I don't think I would have liked Chang Lee as a companion. I think he would have been a bit annoying. I I didn't feel he was right even in the TV movie. Maybe they just would have gone somewhere new and and done something else, and it just would have been truly a pilot where he had this adventure with Grace and Chang Lee, and they're never heard of again. You know, maybe it would have been along those lines. I don't mm. know. I th- I think it could have been. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting to think back on the TV movie. It's it's such a strange time for Doctor Who. <laughs> yes, and uh, I, I, I love that Barry is there. Hopeful there's going to be a series. And yeah, Sorry, Barry. Sorry, Barry. <laughs> a change in tone for the next letter. Okay. Dear Deep Thought, On Monday night I watched John Pertwee's first adventure as the Doctor, Spearhead from Space. Ooh. The next morning while listening to the radio, I heard the sad news that John had died. No. My heart dropped. It was John Pertwee who grabbed my attention in 1974 when I first saw an array of aliens, monsters, and a time machine. From TV repeats, videos, magazines, and interviews, I enjoyed listening and watching stories from his life on Who and from his life in general. John Pertwee, like many of the actors who played the Doctor, cared about the character and his fans who followed his adventures. John Pertwee will be greatly missed worldwide, but his memory will last through the hearts and minds of all those who admired the man and his work. He was many characters in his life, but he was and always will be the Doctor, from Mm. David Fitton. Yeah, the first thing I thought of here is so many times in my life, and look, I don't have examples to hand, but so many times in my life, I have watched a show or whatever, or listened to a song or something and then the next morning that artist that actor has died or something notable has happened about them and they might be someone I'd, i hadn't been thinking of for years and i watch the show and it's really spooky when that happens and it's happened to me on more than i was gonna say more than one occasion it's probably happened to me on more than a dozen occasions over the years it's a real has that ever happened to you oh absolutely yeah it's yeah. Very, very weird yeah and you think you know this person could have died yesterday or the day after and i wouldn't have watched this movie the night before how did this happen you know because i haven't watched a movie with that actor for years and the one time i do it they they pass on it's it's so strange anyway john pertwee my john pertwee story with doctor who is he is the doctor i found it hardest to get into his era and i know (laughs) i know you, you probably want to gasp because of how many times it was repeated on australian television his era i 
really struggled with as a younger fan. He was the Doctor I was probably least interested in. Conversely, get this, The Demons was one of my favourite Doctor Who stories. How on earth does that work? I absolutely adored The Demons, but I couldn't get into his era as a whole. And I wasn't hugely interested in his Doctor. Interesting. Yeah. And that changed in, in later years when I had started watching them and, and just getting into it. It was, it was almost like the, the last undiscovered batch of TV Doctor Who for me. And it was a real pleasure to watch. And I kind of, <laughs> I quipped to someone, I might have quipped to you at one stage, I, I thought, Pertwee, he loves, he loves wine and cheese, he drives a convertible... <laughs> You know, he doesn't have much time for for time wasters. In fact, he can be quite rude to people at the end of the day. Oh my God, I'm Pertwee. (laughs) (laughs) Does familiarity breed contempt? Is that what it's been all these years? I don't know. I'm not only making fun. But yeah, the Pertwee era, I quite like now. And so I'm completely on board with this letter. But as as a younger fan, for whatever reason, it just didn't resonate with me. Except for the demons. <laughs> that's so strange. No, that's that's really interesting. I think the thing that really strikes me is just how much Pertwee was the Doctor in the 90s. Yeah. You know, he was the one turning up and doing the BBC radio shows. He was the one going on the stage play. He was the one that would turn up on Comic Relief and actually host Dimensions in Time. And, you know, he had his little banter thing with um, Noel Edmonds. You know, he, he, he kind of was the Doctor because... The, the the later actors were you know, trying to move away from the show and they still had careers and they're still trying to get work whereas Pertwee was sort of just living his life being John Pertwee by then and he's one of those guys who could just do it all he could he could do you know radio comedy yeah sure I'll do that uh, serious acting yeah I'll do that emceeing an event yeah I'll do that he he could just turn his hand to anything he just had that confidence. You know, I don't know whether it was a front. He could have been an introvert for all I know, and it was a big front, but he could do it. He could get up in front of a crowd and, you know, spread the arms wide and, you know, throw his cloak out and be the doctor. And that's, in a way, very different to, I think, how, you know, Davo would present at conventions then, conventions now even, or Sylvester or or any of them. Even Tom, I think, when he would go to conventions, wasn't, although Tom is quite mad... Um, wouldn't be that yeah. wouldn't be that sort of out there and um, elubriant with his you know mannerisms and stuff like that. You know, Pertwee was really the man for that, uh, and quite different to to all the other doctors, really. Yes, very very much so. Yeah. Um, the thing that I really regret that we don't have recorded is whenever you read about how during his time as the Doctor, it was in his contract that once a week he was released from his contract to go and do his cabaret show somewhere. Oh. And I, w- I wish we had a video of the John Pertwee mid-70s cabaret show because I have no idea what that would have been like, but it must have been fantastic. Oh, it would have been amazing. Gosh, is that is a... I wonder why it was never filmed. Well, I guess you just didn't do that sort of thing in the mid-70s, did you? Yeah. You know, set up a, a video camera at the back of the Smoky Hall and record a cabaret act. I mean, it just didn't happen. Yeah, gosh. Really, the kind of entertainer we don't really have anymore. I mean, I I know there are people out there who can do that sort of light entertainment shtick, but they're few and far between, especially ones who can do it properly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another letter, Rob. Yes, please. Uh, Dear Deep Thought, 
I've been studying past episodes of Doctor Who to find that at different times the Doctor must have had relationships with companions. First, there's the Green Death, where Joe ignores the Doctor to see Cliff, and the Doctor left, met Cliff upstairs, and talked to him deliberately to stop him from going to Joe, so he must have loved her. (laughs) They also got very friendly in Frontier in Space and Planet of the Daleks. Another example is the Doctor's relationship with Leela. There was chemistry between those two, and in Trial of a Time Lord of the Mysterious Planet, the Doctor walks through the forest with Perry like they're young lovers. <laughs> Last issue, you asked for a debate, and I've got one. Okay. I think new adventures are crap. <laughs> they, they aren't Doctor Who because Doctor Who has no place for sex in it. They're adult, but the series was originally for everyone, and now that the series is back with a big start, this means the NAs were false Doctor Who. Sylvester returned to regenerate with no Benice and no other false Whovians. So I'm asking the readers to write in and tell us what you think of the NAs. Another thing is, if these books were aimed at adults, why do the covers look like they're for children? With shocking art. May Paul McGann play the Doctor for as long as possible, Andrew Merkelbach. Are we sure that's just written by Andrew or is it written by two people? Because there's there's a diametrically opposed concept in there staring me in the face. Uh, The first half is like, oh, yeah, Pertwee and Joe, they shagged. Leela and the Doctor, they shagged. The Doctor, he's a shagger. Then he goes, hey, no sex in Doctor Who. That's not on. Yeah. What the hell is happening in that letter? Wow. is this letter trolling i don't know it's i i don't know if he realizes he's (laughs) he is he has put out two as i say diametrically opposed concepts i mean let's not go through them all the joe and pertwee thing uh when joe's leaving i think the doctor loves her as a father you know i i think he's been very protective of her and all of that sort of stuff i don't take away a romantic relationship there at all you know, and, and Colin and Nicola walking around on Ravelox, you know, I think that was just a bit chummy, you know, I, I don't think that was, they were, they were lovers. It's, what a strange way to It's interesting, I, the, the one that really interested me was the Doctor and Leela, because we know how badly Tom and uh, Louise Jamison got on, on set. Yes. And, 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 I mean, you know, there were times when Tom wouldn't even make eye contact with her. Um, so I don't, I, I, well, it's interesting that he read a, a romantic relationship into that. Yeah. But then he goes off onto this, uh, new adventures, uh, spiel. And I guess, you know, putting, putting aside the first half of the letter, I'm just concentrating on this now. I guess the new adventures did seem strange to people at the time. I mean, famously, I didn't want to read them. I didn't want a bar of them because to me, Doctor Who was not, uh, other media. It wasn't novels and i know that sounds weird because they were target novels but i mean first published stories yeah. in novels uh and and audio that seemed weird to me even though there are examples of audios back in the 80s and such you know u- unique audios that were made you know uh, paradise of death comes to mind for example but to anyone who was actually reading these i mean you were reading them and loving them obviously but other people i can see why they would have been quite put off because they were that middle ground they weren't fully adult but they wanted to be so they were that they were that sort of young adult 
kind of vibe. The covers, the covers, I think, are fantastic. And you and I, every day on Twitter, are voting on them <laughs> when Doctor yes. Who novels have pits two, pits two covers against each other. And, and we're often describing, oh, what we like about this cover and that cover and so on. Not just NAs, of course, but uh, all sorts of Doctor Who novels. I have no problem with the covers, but I can see, to, to go back to what I'm saying, the, the long way around, I can see why someone would be put off by these stories. They would seem very unlike you know, watching, I don't know, Delta and the Bannerman or something like that <laughs> and thinking that's Doctor Who and maybe not even thinking that was Doctor Who, thinking that, well, that well, that's a poor version of Doctor Who, that's what Doctor Who's become, but I'll take it. And then these come along and, gosh, they would be quite surprising. So, yeah, I, I can sort of see where he's coming from with the second half of the uh, letter, but maybe not the first half. And the first half and the second half certainly don't make sense when put together. How do you think that letter reads, given everything we know about what happened in the new series, as as early as season one with Eccleston and, and Billy Piper? Well, that's a good good question, because certainly there is a love there, without doubt, and it's not just a, a fatherly sort of love, I think. I think it's a it's a genuine sort of love. It it still might not be romantically fulfilled. I don't think the Eccleston Doctor and, and Rose had it off, to, to put it crudely. Mm. Possibly the Tenant Doctor did. He seemed like a bit of a shagger. And <laughs> uh, and I think Rose was, was more into his sort of look as a, as a younger sort of romantic lead sort of look. Uh, I can believe that, even though there's no evidence to it at all. But if I had to believe in any Doctor and a companion doing that, it's probably Tenant Rose. Matt Smith and Amy, no, because she, she tried to do that before her wedding night and he was very, very against it. So, yeah, I think, to answer your question, when it comes to the new series, I wonder, A, if this letter writer watches the new series and B, whether they'd come around to it because I had come around to it. We spoke with the earlier letter how I didn't so much like the kissing in the, um, the TV movie. But by the time we got to New Who and we had that more than just friends sort of love between Eccleston and Rose, then Tennant and Rose... I don't know why I say Tennant and Rose. I should say Tennant and Piper or the Doctor and Rose, shouldn't I? I don't know why I mix those two things up. But when you get to Tennant and Piper, I can believe in it. And at the time, I was completely okay with it. It seemed like a natural evolution for the show. It seemed to fit what the show was trying to do. I didn't feel weird about it at all. And I don't know whether that's because the TV movie planted a seed in my mind. And, and, you know, all those years later, what about nine years later? It's like, oh, yeah, they kissed. Oh, they're kissing again. Big deal. That's that's a thing now. Maybe it was just the first time that happened. It was so, so unusual for Doctor Who. And, and the fact that it was American the first time meant that there was a reason to sort of... Yes. Or, or an excuse to not like it. Yes. Because there were, again, to go back to that earlier letter, it did look so American, it did feel so American, and next thing we're doing that very American thing of having the leads kiss. Yes, yes, spot on. Yes, no, look, the, the one said in summary of my view and how my view changed between the telemovie and the new series is that in both cases, I didn't like it. But in 96, I didn't like it and just thought it was ruining Doctor Who and this is not what Doctor Who should be. Mm. By the time we got to 2005, I still didn't like it, but I accepted that if Doctor Who was to find a mass audience in 2005, then that's a part of the show that 
I just have to accept. Yeah. And the variable now is how often they try and bring it into the show. I mean, we're, we're sitting here at present wondering, will they try and do a Jody and Yaz relationship, you know? And my thoughts on that are, no, try and try and just keep it to, you know, what Tennant was doing with Rose and try and make it very, very, very rare if it has to happen at all. Doing it with each Doctor and each companion or thereabouts just seems kind of creepy. Yeah, and plus, you know, let's let's just give Yaz a character first, you know, let's walk before we run. <laughs> Indeed. On which note, on which note, we've uh, reached our time length, we've had three letters. Uh, that was from the Doctor Who Club of Victoria's Sonic Screwdriver fanzine in June of 1996. We'll be back with a, well, Rob will be back with a guest next month, I have no idea who that is, Rob puts these together very, very mysteriously, I just turn up when I'm told to. Uh, but look, I do know who some of the people he's got lined up, and I'm sure they will be fantastic. Yes. But until then, I've been Dave. And I've been Rob. And we'll speak sometime. We will. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.